0: Hey everyone, I'm Matt, and I'm Kyle, and we're two thirds of the Casual Tutors. Back at you again this week, one member down, but Doug's just taking things. He'll be back with us on our normal time next week. So this week we're talking about Lord of the Rings release, some of the drama surrounding that, and some of the interesting choices Wizards of the Coast is making on the whole release of Lord of the Rings in, in digital form. But before we get started, like always, we're gonna do a little bit of housekeeping. Make sure to hit us up on our social medias. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Casual Tutors. But more importantly than those three, we're on Discord. Our group is fairly active. Kyle, Doug, and I try to keep it going. We have you know active deck help discussion channels, spoiler channels, uh, Warhammer 40k channel. You know if you listen to last week, you'll know a little bit more about that. And you know we just love talking to you guys, and that's the best way to get conversations going. So make sure you join. As always, there's going to be a Linktree link tree link that has links going to everything we have so give that a check and further ado let's talk some arena lord of the rings officially released on friday as of recording so two days ago and when was it available on arena
1: i i it was earlier than the release i'm not sure if it was on pre-release but it was some point in the last week most... I
0: thought I read, and I don't follow Arena at all. I don't play it anymore. It stopped a long time ago. I think I read June 20th was release day for Lord of the Rings on Arena, but kind of. Yep. Tuesday, you know.
1: Tuesday, June 20th. That is correct.
0: Sweet. So, you know, that was fairly normal, right? They just came out and said, here's your packs. Go buy them, start playing them in, you know, your non standard decks, right?
1: For every set in the last two years, I think, when they switched it or year it releases a couple of days after pre-release, a couple of days before release.
0: Right. But the release itself was just like every other set, right? Like they had drafts, you can go buy packs if you wanted. You could immediately throw those cards into your non-standard decks, right? Everything completely normal, oh, no issues there. Yeah,
1: yeah, everything, everything was normal with that. It's the same thing. I've always had kind of a, an issue with the way that they do limited on releases. So they do premier, traditional, premier and traditional drafts. And then sealed on arena and they don't do the quick draft until like weeks later, um, which I've always had an issue with because the quick drafts are cheaper and easier to do. Yeah, you're not
0: getting roped by people that are taking eight minutes to choose a card out of the pack and building up four packs behind them.
1: Exactly, exactly. And but that's that's not a controversy. I mean, that's how it is for every set.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess I was just making sure that they didn't start the shenanigans right at release. As we're going to find out, Kyle's going to talk about some of the, the changes that they're making with the Lord of the Rings on Arena.
1: Yeah, so I'm mean, going to just kind of jump right into it with some things. First off, they added it as an alchemy set, which is very weird to give it that, like, tag, you know? Especially with, like, all yeah. the bad juju around alchemy.
0: Yeah, no one really likes it when they back in nerf cards post-release and errata and change shit. So it's kind of weird that they would... Maybe they're trying to make the name of that controversial, you know, I don't even know format better with the rings.
1: Right. And I kind of understand it. Right. Because really in, in reality, what Lord of the Rings tales of middle earth on arena is, is it's, it's straight to historic, right? It's a straight to historic set and alchemy is already that. So I guess it was just easier for them to put it on as an alchemy set rather than its own thing. But I, I don't know why it would need the tagline at all, to be honest. You know, you just take it straight to historic. It doesn't matter.
0: Maybe they're just foreshadowing that they're expecting it to totally fuck up formats, and they're just planning on changing it right out the get-go.
1: <laughs> yeah, you might not be wrong. Cool thing about that, though, uh, and one benefit to digital formats, is a mass on Arena. They've already gone through and eroded every single... A mass card from War of the Spark to say a mass zombies instead of just a mass, which is cool. That's it's just a little neat. Like you're not going to forget. I also uh, learned that it really does turn your orc armies into orc zombie armies, which is also really cool because then you have guys like the Gleaming Overseer that gives your zombie tokens hexproof and.
0: Yep. Yeah, no, it's cool that it slaps extra keywords on. I didn't think it worked the way I did, I know if you amass orc then you're a zombie army. It turns your zombie army into an orc army. Also, I didn't think it worked the other way, but that's interesting.
1: Yep, it works. It works both ways, which is is really neat, and it really makes some of those war of the spark amass guys a lot better than I thought they were initially for a amass
0: there's already a lot of sweet support for more of the spark zombies in particular, especially zombie tokens. So that's, you know, extra bonus there.
1: Right. So, yeah. So with, so that out of the way, just the introduction of the set to stay or to arena, just in general, the big thing right out the gate that people are like, like very unhappy with is the gold packs. And to explain what the gold pack is basically a gold pack gives you six rares or mythics from across standard. And even, even WotC's website still says that, or as the time of me putting my notes together, WotC's website hadn't updated to include Lord of the Rings, even though arena was already doing this, but there, they added in Lord of the Rings cards to those six rares or mythics, which are not legal and standard on top of that before the gold pack was just like the most recent standard set. So, if you, because to get a gold pack, you basically, uh, you have to purchase 10 total packs, I think, and then it gives you a gold pack for every like 10 total packs purchased. And before that was just March of the Machines and March of the Machine Aftermath packs. And now it's also Lord of the Rings packs. And so there's just a lot of weird, like, like these packs are supposed to be specifically for standard and they're just shoving this non-standard set into it. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever.
0: I mean, everyone just plays historic brawl on Arena anyways, right? What does it actually matter?
1: <laughs> right. It's just, it's really weird to create this thing to try and boost Standard and then totally come in and fuck it up.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, especially since Standard really only lives on Arena anymore. It is kind of a fucky choice to do. They're just forcing it down the road, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, who knows what they're doing? You know, Wizards of the Coast always makes decisions that seem very strange uh speaking of historic brawl though it's nice because historic brawl had kind of died out a bit due to like the alchemy cards and stuff like that there was there was like a a slight decrease and it looks like it's actually coming back and we're actually not seeing a ton of the alchemy cards that they had injected into there the the basically eroded text alchemy cards i should say Because Lord of the Rings is like just totally taking over historic brawl, which is awesome. You know, you go into matches and you're you're going in with your Sauron, the Dark Lord fighting Shelob and and, you know, or going in and fighting Frodo or Samwise. It's really cool seeing like all of these decks actually clash against each other.
0: Yeah, it just became an entire entire format of Flavor Wins. Exactly. But speaking of, you know, Lord of the Rings picking up pace in the historic brawl department, how's Arena doing in general?
1: So it, it actually really surprised me. I was looking at some of those like active player websites that like kind of you know collect data or whatever. And in the last thirty days, there was five point six million active players, which is just insane to me. The daily it, average, does that count mobile also? I'm I'm assuming it counts mobile as well because I just think they pull the information from the server, and I don't think they're separate servers. Yep, across all platforms. Nice, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and that, that comes out to it's something like three hundred and seventy-seven thousand daily on average, uh, which, considering a game this old, to have almost four hundred thousand average daily players is it's incredible. Really, it is. Obviously, Arena has the added benefit of you know pre-existing popularity, you know, constantly changing with new sets and things like that formats. That it's a lot easier to keep a game going consistently like that. Right now, we are on a, a downturn. The monthly gain slash loss for players that we've been seeing is right around 370,000 players. And that's that's at a high. February is when we turn to start losing players. And it built up to this 370,000. It wasn't that high. And I kind of expected to see that. but. Looking at the like the the charts going back before it started its downturn in February, they were actually on a positive gaming players for the twelve months prior.
0: That twelve months in a row. That's a that's a pretty good streak. I mean, I always thought Arena was kind of, damn, but I guess I'm pretty pretty much alone in that department.
1: Right. And and it's crazy because to be honest, like there have been some like major downturns. Like you can see, like it looks like, you know, the winter months in 2020 to 2021, for some reason, was like their biggest biggest downturn, biggest loss of players, which is funny because I think October of 2020 had their largest player active player base on record, which was 7.8 million. So I don't know what happened from... I, I don't know if it's just like news of the game got out and a lot of people tried it and then just immediately over the next three months were just like, nah, not for me. That's what I'm guessing kind of happened there. But it's still... Going strong still. I mean, even in three years, three years, you know, going from 7.8 million to 5.6. But if in reality, if you look at it in November of 2020, they lost almost 900,000 and then same and then 800,000 in December. So that, that leap from 7.8 to 5.6 basically happened in those two months. Then it's stayed pretty much the same since then.
0: It's probably a lot of people that were affected by COVID shutdowns and, you know, they played Paper Magic, so they couldn't go anywhere, couldn't play Paper Magic anywhere, gave Arena a shot, realized it wasn't for them and got off of it.
1: That is probably a big factor. Obviously, COVID's a big factor for so many things that we see now, but also just that was kind of a weird time where you were looking at people getting into it from COVID and then also stores kind of sort of starting to do events again and probably people playing in person again, too right at that beginning of 2021. So that was probably a big hit to it too, because there were people that were playing digitally because they couldn't play in paper. And then as soon as they could play in paper again, they were like, all right, well back to that.
0: That's definitely the case locally. I don't, I think we were fairly early on the bus of stores having events again, though.
1: That, that could be true.
0: I don't think, yeah, I don't think we can relate what's going on here for whatever, because I know friends I was speak to other state's, I Maybe mean, it was like six months before they got to play. And those are fairly conservative states as well.
1: Yeah. I guess, I guess the size of your city too. Um, rural communities like ours kind of have the added benefit of just doing whatever the fuck they want sometimes.
0: Yeah. And plus, no one in Elko actually believed COVID was real. So it didn't <laughs> exist here.
1: <laughs> that's how it works. So with that, I mean, that's pretty much everything about what's going on with arena's player base and stuff. Um, there is one other thing about the Lord of the Rings release. That is it's controversial only because of the way wizards worded it. When you actually sit down and look at how it works, it's not,
0: we got two things we can talk about. One thing needs to come before we talk about anything controversial because it's the least controversial thing. And, That's how you can go out and start your own podcasting career with Spotify for podcasters. Anyways, now that you guys have figured out exactly how to start your own podcast, if you want to, let's back into that controversy.
1: Yeah, so with the Lord of the Rings release on Arena, they released it with what they called an expiration date, which doesn't sound great. Wait, my cards are fire? Uh, no your cards aren't going to expire that is what it sounds like and that's what people thought when they said it like oh so i'm mean, gonna uh, you're gonna pull all these cards from arena like that doesn't make any sense why would you do that and and they're not they're not going to do it they're not going to remove the cards they're not going to they're not going to say that you can't play them in any formats whatsoever what it means is if you go into the store and you go to packs you can select any set that's ever been released on arena and you can buy packs for that set. You know, if you're trying to, I guess, crack something digitally and not use wild cards for it, I don't know why you would do it, but that's besides the point. Lord of the Rings, though, will only be available, the packs will only be available in the store until 2025. There's no reason as to why. There's no... N- nothing. I mean, you, even from, like, the the... Couple of sentences they gave us. They didn't even explain it very well, as you can see. So, yeah, I I don't understand. I know why.
0: Why? Because the 2025 is when the next Lord of the Rings set is coming out.
1: We're yeah. here first, folks. It could be. And you know what? Maybe they'll just release them as a singular pack on Arena and make your chances for pools even worse. Who knows?
0: Nope. Just gonna release them as exclusive three card packs on Arena.
1: Oh, but. That doesn't mean anything's going to happen to the cards you already have. It also doesn't mean you'll still be able to use wild cards to get Lord of the Rings cards if you need them.
0: So they just don't want money from Lord of the Rings at 2025. I guess so. Yeah. Unless they release a new set.
1: Yeah. That's, and that's gotta be what it is. You gotta be onto something there. They've, they've got to have some kind of plan. We already know that they have from what like uh, Gavin Verhees he said and stuff like that, that they plan out their sets about two years in advance. So they have to already have some kind of idea of what they're going to do and why they're doing this.
0: Yeah, seems to check out. But yeah. Also, there is a secret Lord of the Rings set coming up tomorrow as a recording. So it's not like they're done with Lord of the Rings yet.
1: Yeah, what's in that?
0: Uh, I know it's cards from the set with like the old Hobbit art. So there's like Gandalf from the Hobbit cartoon movie, stuff like that
1: oh yeah okay the old cartoon yeah art. the one
0: where he does the the freaky hands
1: <laughs>
0: and that's what they should call the cartoon gandalf freaky hands
1: freaky hands gandalf oh yeah and then their website just says to be revealed soon so it doesn't even show you the content yeah it is not bad though nope. i mean it's a, a 30 dollar secret layer i like to see the secret layers around that price point
0: yeah and you know i think it has a few of think. They've already spoiled all of them. I'm fairly, fairly certain. Maybe they've only shown Gandalf. I don't know, but the Gandalf itself is Gandalf the Grey. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know. I'm probably totally wrong, but we'll see. Like art, at least is going to be cool, even if it's really not playable cards. Uh,
1: Gandalf, friend of the Shire. It's the blue Gandalf. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He Still not... cool art. Freaky hands. Yeah, cool art. He's not bad. It's not a bad card. It's just not a not anything to write home about, but. So usable. It's not gonna
0: make the hundred card cut, commander card. Yeah.
1: Well, it's the it's the cast stuff. Uh, instant speed one. What does he do? And, uh, and it's not actually known because it's it's not cast stuff. It's cast specifically sorcery spells as though they had flash.
0: Yeah. But anyways, yeah. so you know, hopefully twenty twenty five. You know, we're gonna see another set release. special tutors brought it here first. We're definitely not gonna have anything to do with that set release. But hey. <laughs>
1: Uh, other than speculation and guessing as always mm-hmm. and then let's talk about real quick what do we what do we got coming up here we've got we've got commander masters is that july or august
0: august and then wild river drains in
1: september and we also have some doctor who commander decks somewhere in that time frame as well is that fall? I think that's october october yeah so we get we get a one month break and then we're right back at the New products, new sets with uh, every single month.
0: Yeah, pretty much. And at least we get more plane chase cards with the release of Doctor Who and those sweet sagas if you buy collector boosters.
1: Yeah, is it are they releasing set boosters for Doctor Who? Um, I thought it was just Commander decks and collectors boosters. I think
0: that's what it was too, but I'm sure if there are set boosters, they're gonna be like a minimum of $180 again.
1: Yeah, yeah. The the price point. The price point for Lord of the Rings has been nuts. I I mean I I I bought a set booster box myself and I didn't even think about it when I bought it. And seeing uh, basically a two hundred dollar price tag uh, after tax, obviously was two hundred something. That I just it it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. A a, a box like that should yep. not be that much.
0: No, definitely not. You're getting less cards than a draft pack. It's more expensive than a draft pack. And I mean, there is the chance of getting more rares and mythics, but it's gambling. Like why <laughs> Wizards is still making money hand over fist. They're just being greedy.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's just I we're just gonna see it more and more, right? These premium products, we see a higher price point on top of already price increases that they're doing for every other set. And it's just gonna get worse. And in fact, we, we don't even have to speculate that it's just gonna get worse because we know it is with Commander Masters. We know it's gonna be what something crazy like almost double that price point is what we're looking at already
0: a distributor price for our lgs is 250 bucks a box
1: yeah which means it's going to be more than double for you to buy a box of commander masters than it was for you to already buy the expensive premium lord of the Rings set that's fucking crazy
0: on par for a master set tbh but yeah, no, it's it's fucking dumb. The cardboard isn't any more expensive. All it is is this imaginary equity that Watsy is creating for no because prices crashed two weeks after release, anyways.
1: Right. And that I mean that just like like every other magic player and content creator out there tells you just buy singles. You know, I, I if you want to do like a pre-release or a draft or something, you, you know, do that, like have fun with it. Play a format that lets you play the game with it, but I I really don't think Commander Masters is the set to be buying packs to crack.
0: No. And definitely the hype surrounding the Commander Precons being, you know, Sliver Tribal and Five Color Planeswalkers, stuff like that, that are super popular tribes and themes to begin with. Like I guarantee they're not going to be the value that you think they are. Like the Sliver Commander's sweet, but the other 99 cards, half of them are going to be reprints for Slivers that don't cost any money already. And then the other half are going to be new cards that you're probably going to cut because there's better Slivers that already exist. Same thing with Planeswalkers. Like, I, in the end, I think you should just save your money because ultimately, Commanders... Staple cards go to singles as well, even though they come in commander decks. So just wait, buy the five cards that you want as singles. And, you know, I think those commander decks in particular are something in the neighborhood of like $70 or something. I'll have to look. Prices have definitely changed since the last time I looked on Amazon, but still, they are obscene. They're more than the already expensive $50 commander pre cons. So just save your money by singles.
1: Yeah. And, And I mean, like everyone I know that's super interested in like the slivers and any new slivers we're getting and stuff like that. A lot of people that are interested in that, you probably already have some kind of Sliver deck put together or some kind of Planeswalker deck put together. Like Matt said, just buy the five cards that you need. There may have been a time back in 2017, 2018, where it made sense to buy all four Commander decks, take out the cards you needed from it, take out like the Soul Rings and the Lightning Greaves and the Swiftfoot Boots and add them to your box of Commander staples, and then basically scrapped the rest of the decks because price-wise it still made sense it's just not there anymore in my opinion it just there's there's if you i mean well i will say this if you do need some of those staples like the fact that soul ring is still over two dollars it blows me away that's crazy lightning grease is sitting at like nine still uh so there are some i I guess if you really need staples that maybe there's some worth it but if that's the case go back and i bet you can find like kamikawa pre-cons like sitting on a shelf somewhere still you know like there's other ones that if you need staples to do it do that
0: or just you know talk to your local commander group because i guarantee there's people like me or kyle that did buy commander decks religiously every time they released for you know the past five years that have multitudes of this shit that they'd be willing to let go for cheap or trade value at the very least
1: yeah yeah i probably have like a hundred soul rings just laying around somewhere
0: yeah easily my, um, probably half of my artifact box is just soul rings yeah. or arcane signets at
1: this point yeah lots of arcane signets i find um i, I keep randomly finding like swift foot boots laying around like i'll be going through a box looking for something i'll be like oh look at that all right set that aside
0: yeah swift foot boots are something i've never never had an issue finding lightning greaves i do still have trouble but i think it's because i put them in like fucking every deck
1: yeah well and so i've made it a habit too with that is is I don't put both in a deck, so I usually just put like either yeah. Lightning Greaves or Swiftfoot Boots, and that kind of helps a little bit. Um, before we wrap this up, I just I pulled up the Doctor Who one. I just want to say it is is four Commander decks and then collector boosters, and that's it.
0: Yep, and you can expect this collector boosters to be you know priced super high. I would imagine three hundred MSRP somewhere in
1: there. Yeah, and it's the twelve boosters, full of rares, seven to fourteen rares in every pack. I don't know what 7 to 14 means. rares Well, because it says isn't there like 15 cards in a pack yeah it says full of rares and then in parentheses it says 7 to 14 in every pack I guess
0: when it's not a real set you can just make every card a rare <laughs> yeah
1: I don't know um have you looked at them at all they they have the names for them now and the colors
0: um I probably did the names and the colors but I didn't really give it
1: too much thought yeah, it it looks fun. They're all tricolor, which I, I do like. And it's funny because it makes sense, right? Like, the Grixis deck is Masters of Evil, so it's like all the bad guys. The Jeskai deck is timey-winy yeah. stuff. You know, I'm guessing extra turns, stuff like that. Blast from the Past is Bant. Yeah, everyone's favorite. Blast from the Past is Bant. I don't... That, that one's the only one that I'm like, ah, who knows. And then... The teamer one is called Paradox Power, and I'm very interested to see if we get more energy cards in that one.
0: That'd be cool. Does Doctor Who do Doctor Who do anything with energy?
1: Listen, I have never once watched an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Me neither. <laughs> um, I just know that they have plane chase cards in them, and that's all I care about.
1: Yeah, I mean they look cool.
0: Plane chase does wonderful things, to commander games, if you haven't tried it.
1: I'm assuming they're going to be sci-fi esque, which is cool.
0: Yeah, I'd rather just have a 40k release. Yeah,
1: <laughs> Matt says more 40k. Keep sci-fi acts. the pure. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of really good sci-fi IPs that I think they could do. I understand the Doctor Who. They've already announced that they have they already announced that they're doing a Star Trek one, or is it just speculation that that would be the next sci-fi one they're doing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they've. I haven't announced. heard
0: anything about Star Trek.
1: Yeah. Uh, that would be a good one to do. Obviously, they're not going to. They're do- definitely not doing Star Wars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Obviously, they're not going to do Star Wars because they're not going to do anything that Disney owns, especially with Disney trying to push Lorcana. Yeah.
0: Has that released
1: yet? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think there's been a full release for it. I know they released some like promo cards and specialty cards at like uh, events, but I don't think that like a full set has been released. Um, I don't even think the full game rules have been released, to be honest. I heard it just plays like magic. Yeah, it's the same. You don't have to learn anything. Easy. I love killing people with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that's that's where I'm curious how they're going to do this cuz you can't just be like I kill you with Mickey Mouse, right? That would that would give off the wrong image, I would think. Mickey the bloodthirsty son of a bitch. <laughs> so, I I wonder how they're going to like word it so that it's not like death and health points and stuff like that.
0: I don't know. Maybe we'll an episode about it when we figure that shit out. Anyways, yeah. I think we've talked long enough. If you haven't tried Arena, go check out the Lord of the Rings things, I guess. Don't spend money on it. Use wild cards. Um, don't give Watsi more money than they need. But I'm Matt. And I'm Kyle. And we're two-thirds of the Casual Tutors.
1: Thanks for listening.